It's a good show. I'm Diana Foyer from Bloody Deskal, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. It's Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. Now it's time for Radio April. Give us a shake. Time for Radio April. Give us a shake. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries with Coda Corvette, performing the Oracle Fodder for our musical divinations. Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, we've been having a lot of fun here, and now we're joined on the line from New York by a guest who just joined on to the show with thanks to the invitation of our our new producer Andrew. Uh, welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Marvin Shelton. Hello, how are you? Very good. And and we're reaching you at the the are you at school at the Riverdale Country School in New York right now? Uh, oh no, 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 no. It's nighttime right now. Oh, I yeah, it's like... late there. Yeah, it's late. It's like 11 p.m. Oh, I'm. Yeah, well, thanks for staying up for us. <laughs> of course, no, I'm. I'm always up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. How late do you stay <laughs> up in the night? How like how late do I stay up? Yeah. Um, I'm usually up until about like 11:30 midnight, but I like to wind down, have my tea, maybe Ooh. have my tea through gossip, but also a little cup of tea. Okay, so I see you have a whole routine there. Wow. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> are you familiar with Coda's? Artistry? Um, you know, uh, just a bit, but like I'd love her to like tell me just a little bit more to be honest with her. To be honest with you, because it's very new to me. Well you're gonna get a you're gonna get a total experience of it here in in okay. engaging the pop oracle. So okay. uh what we do here is we we play with synchronicity in music. Do you have a particular experience of synchronicity? In like how does uh, synchronicity show up in your life? Synchronicity, I guess, shows up in my life. The only familiarity I have with that is really through dance, um, but like, and really synchronicity through, um, I guess, meditation as well. But like, really beyond that, nothing else. Well, those are two great. That's those are two two really profound areas uh, to explore synchronicity. Now, when you say dance, we've had a couple of choreographers in here, so this is sort of our most dance-heavy episode that we've had. <laughs> Uh, oh, are you... well, that's cool. How convenient. Yeah, so yeah. when you say dance, do you do you mean dance like performance dance or like social dance? Um, I would say social dance, to be honest with you, um, because that's the one I'm most familiar with. I mean, obviously, I'm not obviously, but I've done like jazz. I've also um, done uh, taken modern dance, but more so my um, experiences with dance have come through really going to clubs and doing merengue, bachata, really doing hip-hop dance. And, you know, growing up in the South, there were tons of, like, 
different styles of dance that I use to communicate with my community because um, I, I identify as black and I'm now for the first time in New York living uh, kind of in a like Latinx area so it's just you know I think when I think about synchronicity I think about it through dance and the styles that I like socialize with so social dance yes and then moving to meditation what what form of meditation do you favor um for me <clears throat> really something with just sitting at home, music, a little bit of music on, and sitting with my thoughts. Um, often I like to journal. Um, so my meditation is not really as, I guess, um, passive, it's much more active. So I need to do things that are like using my mind and thinking and unpacking my day and really reflecting. So for you, meditation is sort of like a, it's a folk, is it sort of a focusing? It's a focused activity, I would absolutely say that. Yeah. And but it's, it's, so it's, it's a de-stressor. It's nothing that's going to make me feel pressed to actually complete work or have a due date or feel judged by others' expectations. It's just a time where I can be with myself and my journal and or my music, and I can just think about and unpack whatever I need to unpack at the time. And is there some place where meditation and dance meet for you? Um, nothing that comes to mind off the top of my head, to be honest with you, but I would say if there's a closest, it would be, again, I would have to say, like, dancing at a club, especially, like, queer clubs, um, especially those that have people of color and have really live music, because it just kind of takes me back, personally, to good times um, as, a, as a young person, and... Even, you know, it just makes me think about some of the relationships I have with other friends. So I think that's probably the best time the two merge for me. Yeah. Are you familiar with because I'm not I'm similar in some ways in that for me, I mean, I've enjoyed that sort of the, the quiet sort of traditional Buddhist meditation. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely more of a I think I'm more of a kinetic person. And so for me, like the when I learned the term walking meditation, it mm -hmm. totally opened things up for me. Like the idea that I could be in movement, I could be in action, and still be generating that meditative field. So, yes, absolutely. yeah. So I can. I mean, I can totally see how it. You know, that might show up in in dance as well. And I mean, dance in general is like such a de-stressing experience. So I feel not distressing, but it is a stress reducer, yeah. I should say. <laughs> D <laughs> yeah. That's a better word. <laughs> De-distressing. Um, yes, <laughs> there we are. Um, so I would say that I can see, it, it, for me, it kind of, I, I see, again, the connection you're making as well. And I think that it's definitely that for myself. So and before we get to your question, I have one more question for you, which is, what do you teach at uh, the Riverdale Country School? Yeah, I teach English, so um, it's really fun. I teach sixth grade and seventh grade English, and um, it's super awesome. You know, typical grammar, writing, reading, great stuff. Are there any, do you have any favorite books to assign? Like that, maybe some, maybe even something that is maybe not the most obvious book that, uh, you know, that maybe I wouldn't have read when I was in sixth or seventh grade that hmm. you could tell our listeners about? You know what? I'll give it a moment. The one that I have enjoyed teaching the most 
um, that I was introduced to as becoming a teacher, not just at Riverdale, but in general, um, is American Born Chinese by Jean Yang. Um, it's just such a good, it's a graphic novel. It's a, um, designed as like a memoir and it uses allusions to tons of stereotypes, like um, I think 16 Candles, as well as um, William Hung, who was on American Idol. So it uses a lot of those different um, uh, hyper uh, uh, animated, very stereotypical Asian, uh, Asian stereotypes. And it kind of really like digs into them and interrogates them, and, but like for a middle school audience. And it's super progressive, and I really love the novel. It's young adult, it's graphic novel, it's a different like modality. So I'm gonna plug that one. Cool, American born Chinese. American born Chinese. Yeah. Excellent. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. So cool. With all of that as context, what mm-hmm. is your question for the Pop Oracle? Okay. So my question is, um, just because I'm, I like astrology. What is the worst astrological season to exist slash live in? What is the worst astrological season? You mean like the sign, like in which yes, of the signs? signs. Is the so what season is the like most Virgo difficult season, to experience? Got it. Is the worst to exist in? Okay. <laughs> well, now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. We love it. Song number two, which is Closer to You. Closer to You from Coda Corvette. I remember it all It was beautiful Sun stop as we raised the dawn You still my national treasure My amber in flames I'll never forget your name I've been thinking about keep thinking and that's no good for me And I've been thinking about keep thinking and that's no good for me Cause I feel closer to you When I know you're not next to me And when you're gone the dreams sound And it burns with your energy I feel closer to you That was Closer to You from Coda Corvette. The answer to Marvin's question, what is the worst astrological season to exist in? 
And so, Coda, tell us a little bit about that beautiful short song. Yeah, so that was actually more like um, a hook that I wrote for an EDM song. So uh, the way that I'm going to produce it, it's going to be like an EDM song to play in the club and to play at, um, you know, festivals and stuff like that. So that was more of an EDM style rather than the usual like pop R&B that I normally do. Um, But yeah, I I kind of turned it into a shorter interlude. And I guess what we can take away from this is maybe it's the season closer to yours. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. Oh, uh, oh. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's a, okay. Let's let's Close get. To you. I don't know. Let's put our astrological signs on the table. Coda, what do you? Where, where where's your? I'm your sun sign. Sun sign, Cancer. How about you, Marvin? So my sun sign is also a Cancer. Oh, yes, we're both we're doomed. Call we're both, we're going down together. So we got okay. two no. water signs <laughs> and a Leo. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, Leo. Yeah, fire. Yes. So, uh. Well, I have some ideas, but what 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 were you thinking, Marvin? Having heard the song, uh, do you have any ideas about how that might, re, you know, uh, point you in the direction so, of any any one sign? I have no, you know, particular. Um, I had no particular thoughts, but when I learned that we were both cancers, I thought, okay, closer to you. Well, there, the closest I could think is either Leo. Or Gemini, and I'm gonna say Gemini season because you know, I my moon sign is Gemini, and it can be difficult to exist during Gemini season. No offense to my Gemini's out there, <laughs> I love you. You all are wonderful. You're precious. You're flexible. You are always worthy. But it's a difficult season, so I'm gonna call it Gemini season. Closer well, to me. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I was thinking the exact same thing, and I'll tell you why I was thinking that. First of all, you didn't ask, what's the worst astrological sign to be? You yes. said the worst ad- astrological sign to exist in, so that we all we all go through all of them every year. You're right. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what is the sort of yeah. the more universally difficult? Mm-hmm. And this is a song. It's all about thinking. She's talking yes. about thinking. I've been thinking about you. I keep thinking. So I, I immediately thought, air sign. That's where mm-hmm. air sign is all about the intellect and thinking. Um, mm-hmm. And then close to you, well, Gemini, well, you, that's like, that's the twins. So I'm close. So, so the idea of being closer to you. And again, I, and I'm with you. My father was a Gemini. I was married to a Gemini for 11 years. I love me some Geminis. Yes. Um, and I also love the season. June, that's like that. That time of year is one of my favorite times of year. So mm-hmm. I've I have no uh, I have no anti Gemini prejudice in any way. But this is this is this is really just where the song is leading me. That yeah, something about that airy intellectual split per, split of the Gemini twins must be really, uh, I guess. At least as far as the pop oracle is saying that that is, yeah, that that is the most. You said it's the. It's, you said the worst. Did you no, write? I said disorienting. No, no, but when you asked the question, it was like, "What's oh, I said the worst to exist?" Exist in. in. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, um, do you? When you were asking this, did you have a, a season in mind that is particularly difficult for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean. Like I said, cancer season is always great and bad because, like, as a cancer, I 
you know, I'm intuitive and swimming in my emotions, but that can be difficult. But I mostly had Gemini season in mind. So it's actually just such a coincidence that that <laughs> came up. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't telegraph that to me at all. So I, I came no. by it entirely honestly. And I swear, if I yes, was, I yes, mean, if did. I was going to pick one sign to have an issue with, I don't think Gemini would be it. There's there are signs that I have issues with. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Not cancers, by the way. Not cancers. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, your your crab selves are totally cool with me. You should see this. I was over here getting offended. No, 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 no. It's actually, you know what? It, do you ever find this that the sign that you have the most kinship with is also the one you have the most trouble with? Like I have, awesome. had, I've had so many Aquarius relationships in my life, and Aquari ah. being a Leo, Aquarius are, are on the other, basically the opposite side of the, of the wheel, mm -hmm. and I've had some, like my brothers in Aquarius, and my best friends have been Aquarius. I've had many relationships, like romantic mm -hmm. lover relationships with Aquarius, and oh man, that's a hard sign. <laughs> I like yeah. I love my Aquarians, but I, that sign that messes with me. And I have a theory yeah. about it. You want to know my theory? Because I'm a fire sign. And I'm not, just a, I'm not just a Leo sun. I'm a Leo moon and an Aries. I'm fire all the way through. Fire, fire, yeah. fire. And that Aquarius, it's an air sign, but it's carrying that water. And so the thing about, like, what I think about it, like, on a sort of alchemical way there, that the air sign blows this air on the fire. And then what happens when you blow air on a fire? It gets hotter. Then they dump water on it. It's just, it's the ultimate Lucy in the football situation. <laughs> and again, if you're out there, you're an Aquarius. I, if you're anything like the Aquarians I know, you're just laughing. <laughs> I mean, you're not well, getting offended. You're just laughing. You're like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that's the one I know least about, so I'm learning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as a water sign, that's great. You know, if they come and blow on your shell and then pour some water on you, you're like, whew. This is great. This is wonderful. Right. You're right. <laughs> so, well, uh, that was a, that's that was a nice little excursion. Yeah, you guys are very well versed in astrology. I was um I was watching the Quincy Jones documentary yesterday, and you know what he asks each of his artists that he works with? What he asks them what sign what? they are. Like really? he's always interested to know what sign they are, and then then he relates them to other artists, like legendary artists that he's worked with. So he asks an artist like, "What sign are you?" Okay, Virgo. Okay, then he says, "This legend was the same exact sign, and you know I could definitely see it, or I could definitely tell certain characteristics and personality traits." It's crazy. This is funny. This is the this is the second day in a row where we have a Quincy Jones. Really? The, last yesterday we uh, we had a guest. The last session we taped, we had a guest named Myra Flynn, and she had just come from the Quincy Jones birthday celebration. Wow. And she was talking all about how amazing that was. So, yeah, Quincy's on his way. Well, eventually, we're going to have him on Radio 8 Ball. That's when these synchronicities happen. I'm like, oh, Radio 8 Ball's booking another guest. Yeah. So, uh, well, Marvin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for okay. sharing uh, your book list with us and talking about med all the cool things, meditation, dance, astrology, and literature. Yeah, this was like a very, what, like, 
versatile conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you know, if you ever, uh, it's it's. I find it's a great. It's a. It's works really well in classrooms. This this format. Uh, yeah. Just ask a question, pick a song at random, and then allow synchronicity to dictate the the flow of conversation. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show. It's a good show!